I would like to welcome to the show pianist extraordinaire, Mark Andre Hamlin. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for spending time with me today. Great to be here, thank you. You have a concert coming up here in Detroit on May 15th at the Detroit Institute of Art that honors William Bochum, the composer, and he has the utmost respect and admiration for you. And matter of fact, he says that he owes his Pulitzer Prize award to you and the magnitude of your artistry. You are releasing a set, the complete set of William Bolcom's rags. Can you talk about your relationship with William Bolcom, meeting him and how your the dynamics of your relationship have evolved over time? Well, I have to um, go back to the late 70s, actually. I mean, my, my dad was a subscriber to uh, the Piano Quarterly. Uh, the Piano Quarterly was uh, one of the best piano magazines. And there was an article in there about music that uh, the author felt should uh, not re remain on publishers shelves, but which uh, pianists had been neglecting. And one, one of the uh, uh, scores was uh, Bill's first set of etudes, 12 etudes, uh, which are really more, uh, I mean, they're, they're all quite atonal, you know, and uh, some of them I think are serial, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, and there were a couple of excerpts of the sheet music, you know, in the art, reproduced in the article. And uh, I thought, oh, this, is, this looks interesting. And not too much after that, I realized that he was also writing rags. I saw um, a, a disc of his uh, uh, on Nonsuch Records called Heliotrope Bouquet. And in which he plays his own rags and some others. And it's, it's really a great cross section of, of traditional and more contemporary rags. So I was wondering, okay, is this the same person? I mean, could this be this is the same person? I was, I was really perplexed. But uh, I later learned, of course, that uh, it, it was indeed the same person. So uh, that really piqued my interest. And I listened to that recording really quite a lot. Uh, so this is late 70s. In 1985, I uh, won a competition sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundation. It was the Carnegie Hall um, uh, competition for American music. And one of the parts of the first prize was an invitation to the Cabrillo Festival in California. And that year, the two composers in residence were Arvo Pert, before he'd really, really gotten very famous, and Bill Bolcom. So I got to meet uh, someone I really admired in the flesh, uh, along with, of course, uh, his uh, wonderful wife, Joan, you know, and I saw them perform. And uh, so uh, one of the things that I was asked to do, uh, besides uh, performing his uh, piano concerto, was uh, to perform his uh, the first nine of his 12 new etudes, which he had written not too long before. Um, and that's, that's what happened. I incorporated those in a recital program. And our friendship began, began then. And so many times we play the works of people who are long gone, but to meet 
the composer, as you said, in the flesh and to be able to have that personal exchange and develop that relationship is quite incredible. So you are well known for your exemplary technique and your musicianship. When I watch you on stage, you have such a focused calm, but you emanate with this incredible energy that is so infectious and captivates your audience. It has them on the edge of their seats or whatever they happen to be sitting on while they may be watching you on YouTube. And the performances are so soul stirring, all of them, all of them. And I wanted to know, how do you maintain that calm focus yet give so much energy to your audience and pace yourself throughout um, this process from practicing, rehearsing with ensembles and, and performing on stage? Well, I, the only thing I can tell you is that, well, I, I'm not sure, but the only thing I can tell you is that uh, if I uh, spent any more energy on stage uh, uh, towards the physical histrionics, uh, it would be a lot more difficult. Uh, my task would be much more arduous, you know? So I, I've always cultivated uh, relative motionlessness. I mean, on one side, it could be a little bit boring, perhaps, but um, uh, on the other hand, I think that it can help the audience focus on what's really happening. And, you know, I'm not on stage to exhibit myself. And I, I, I'm on stage to share with uh, music with public. I mean, I don't want people to pay attention to me, ideally. I mean, inevitably, of course, you know, people are going to, you know, people always sit on the left side to be able to wash the hands, you know, but uh, in so doing, I think, I mean, if, if they, they're perfectly welcome to do that if they want to, but they're also perhaps maybe not listening quite as actively, perhaps, I don't know. Uh, and, and, that's a, and that's a shame. What would you hope that your audience would take away from the experience that you're sharing with them? Well, uh, perhaps a new way of listening to repertoire they already know, or in the case of uh, unknown or lesser known repertoire, um, uh, coming away with a great feeling of discovery and uh, maybe wanting to look into more of uh, into this or that composer. Let's jump back to the concert coming up on May 15th at the Detroit Institute of Art that is honoring William Bolcom, your great friend and colleague. There's a world premiere in the concert. Um, talk a little bit more about what people can expect in the program and what are you looking forward to most in this performance? Seeing Bill again, for one thing, because I haven't seen him for years. Um, so the program, as I understand, there, there's going to be one opera aria. Let's see if I can remember everything. There is going to be a, a rag for piano trio, a rag for violin and piano, a set of four rags for, for piano, which I'll be playing, and the premiere of his second fantasy sonata, the world premiere. Um, it's uh, going to be quite different from the rest of the program because uh, there is... I mean, it's mostly atonal, although it does have some tonal uh, um, attributes. 
Uh, it's in four movements and it's about 20 minutes long. And uh, I think that the piece really means a great deal to Bill. He gave me the score some years ago and um, uh, he inscribed it to me, for Mark in hope, Bill. <laughs> so uh, he was hoping that I would uh, uh, pay it some attention. And um, I hope that he is richly rewarded by this. Uh, um... Mark, it's been excellent talking with you. Thank you so much for being so open and transparent and, and bringing the human side to everyone who admires you, but just bringing that human quality that people also connect to when they get to hear from you and, and talk with you. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to add or say? Well, I, I, I haven't been to Detroit for quite some time, so I'm very happy to be back. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> well, I look forward to meeting you in person at the concert on May 15th at one o'clock PM. And thank you once again for your time and, and for so graciously sharing with us today. It's my greatest pleasure. Thank you.